a little different this morning. Uh, oh, since we've been four months now dealing with this uh, corona stuff, and of course, I I tell some of my friends that I know that are Christians, and of course, that or even if I mean, boy, this is the time. I mean, I think it's going to get to the point where the churches are going to go. What are we doing? We got we're talking about Jesus, the healer, and yet we're covering up and all. I mean, I understand the drill. I got that, but boy, when you go back and 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 I and I noticed when I read the Book of Acts this past a week ago, you want to try to read the Book of Acts as quick as you can. That way, you can stay. You'll see what's going on. I mean, good grief! It was all healing all the way down to the last chapter. Paul healed everybody on that island. He healed the governor's. Uh, Dad, who was sick, was some sort of King James said a bloody flux. I mean, ooh. you know, they didn't shut down services or nothing. <laughs> and so I remember when I was 15, 16 years old, I was talking to Laura about this. My grandmother sent me some, you know, what do you want to call it, TV evangelist. I don't care. It, it didn't matter to me. It's it Kenneth Copeland, and I was, it really helped me out. I, 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 if somebody's going to just preach the Bible, that's good. And I remember, whoa, I wasn't getting that at the Baptist church. I was getting Jesus is my Savior and whatever. But then I found out I, had, I still had two more years of, of high school. No, I had a year and a half left. Man, I became just knowing that you could pray and receive and ask for things and get help with healing. It opened up high school ministry completely. I, I never forget one time I was in class and the person next to me was... <laughs> Just, I, you could tell they had the crudge, you know. And I thought, well, I thought to myself, Richard, you going to tell them? I thought, yeah, I am. And I told them about it. gave me my opportunity to talk about Jesus. And I said, you're going to get over that. I said, I'm going to pray for you, you know. And, uh, man, it just, and then I had some pains and stuff in high school. And on my own, I was dealing with those thinking, well, if this is true, this is going to go away. And. They did. I had hay fever so bad, you know, if I mowed the grass, it was just, I just had to have a rag. Of course, what teenager's going to have a rag? I'm going to have a t-shirt, and I'm just going to sneeze on and breathe on my t I don't care. I'm a teenager or whatever. But it was just, and my eyes would get red. And, and of course, and the Lord's helping me realize, well, are you ever going to ask me for help in this area? Are you reading the Bible? Do you see this here? And I'm like, what? yes. So here we go. Let's take a look at this. Uh, I want us to start here. Oh, in the book of Genesis, and in Genesis chapter 1 here, uh, let's go all the way down here to the end. Look at the very last verse in Genesis chapter 1. Then God looked over all he had made. It was excellent in every way. This ended the sixth day. Now, at this point, this is creation. This is all. This is the very start, and I tell you, from the start, I don't care wherever you're at, you can start having traditions and, uh, and start believing things that are, are not scriptural. But anyway, but anyway notice this, this was, it was good. All right. Uh, now let's just follow through history, and let's—I uh, know some places, so let's go into. We're back to the book of uh, Genesis here again, and let me pick up in—I think it's right before Isaac is born. Let's see. That's that's Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Abraham. This is Genesis chapter twenty. Abraham moved from the south of the Negev. And settled between Kadesh and Shear. Okay, between Auburn and Montgomery, whatever you just say. Just, it's real places. One day when visiting the city of Gerar, he declared that sis, his Sarah was his sister. King Abimelech, boy, sent for her and had her brought to his palace. So, okay, Abraham, you know, I don't care what you say. Abraham, of course, he didn't want to get killed. And so he told Sarah, hey, just say you're my sister. <laughs> okay. But anyway, that night God came to him, the king, in a dream and said, you're a dead man. For that woman you took is married. <gasps> Abimelech hadn't slept with her yet, so he said, Lord, will you slay an innocent man? He told me she's my sister, for uh, she herself said, yes, he's my brother. I hadn't the slightest intention of doing anything wrong. Yes, I know, the Lord replied. That's why I held you back from sinning against me, and that's why I didn't let you touch her. Now restore her to her husband. Look at this. Restore her to her husband. Now remember, this is history. They're not trying to prove anything. It's history. Restore her to her husband, and he will pray for you, for he's a prophet. Abraham? Well, God called him one. Okay? Yeah. And you shall live. What? But if you don't return her to him, you're doomed to death along with all your household. Wow. He'll pray for you? Yep. He'll pray for you. 
There's a bunch of other places here, but let me, let's go to some other. These are just off, off the top of my head. I don't have a list. These are just things that I just knew myself. Gen- let's see, Exodus is when they, uh, they get out of, uh, remember they get out of uh, Egypt, okay? And they've been, they're slaves down there. It happens real quick. Let's just get the first part. This is the sons of Jacob who accompanied him to Egypt with their families. Notice this history, 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 history. Okay, blah, blah, blah. In that first chapter, remember Pharaoh's trying to kill all these kids. Kill all the Hebrews, you know, uh, oh, kill all the Hebrew boys. Where's that at? Let's see. Uh, Pharaoh, yeah, he said kill all the Hebrew boys as soon as they were born. But let the girls live. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Chapter 2. This is when uh, Moses is born. Okay, real quick. We know what happens. So finally he has to flee for his life, remember? Okay, so here we go in chapter 3. Here's the burning bush. Moses, Moses, this bush is on fire. Okay, got that? Verses 1 through 3. Let's go a little further down here. And God's just saying, hey, I'm going to get you to go tell these guys, let my people go. And, and by the way, you're going to come out with a lot of money. Verse 22, look at that. Remember, he's, look at that. It says, by no means empty-handed. Every woman, jewels, gold, finest clothes, la da 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 da. And uh, remember, the other thing is the book of Psalms re- recalls this whole thing, and, and, and there was about six million. No, even let's say it's three million. What, that's a whole lot of people. It's just 10. Let's say it was 10, but it's not. Six million Jews. Okay. And the book of Psalms tells us there was not one feeble one among them. I can't go. I'm, I'm feeling sick, man. Can you pick another day? <laughs> Whoa. How did they get out of there? All right, but here we go. All right, uh, so God's still talking to Moses. Moses saying, man, they're not going to believe me. Look what happened here. Remember this story? They won't do what I tell them to. They'll say Jehovah never appeared to you. What you got in your hand? Well, you remember the shepherd's rod. Okay, it turns into a snake. All right, what happened next? Remember that? Uh, do that and they'll believe you, the Lord said. Then they'll realize Jehovah, the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has really appeared to you. Now look at this, verse 6. This is Exodus 4, verse 6. Reach your hand inside your robe next to your chest. And when he did, he took it out. It was white with leprosy. You could say cancer or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's leprosy. Now notice he didn't say, and I'm going to tell you what he didn't say. Now he didn't say, now reach back your hand in there and the Lord goes, hey, we're having trouble this morning. <laughs> A little trouble here. Do it. Try it again. <laughs> there was no try it again. And this was a proof. He took it out again and it was normal. <gasps> Wow. And he said, if they don't believe the first miracle, you show them that one. That meant what? You could do it again. Whoa. And he says, hey, if they don't believe that one, take some water from the Nile River. Remember, there's no such thing as a Nile River. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, buddy. And it'll turn to blood. Now look what he goes on. Moses says, oh, but I'm not a good speaker. But now remember, we read the book of Acts. And when Stephen was rehearsing this big, long, historic story about this, he actually said, Moses, the orator, he could speak. He's just scared. Remember that? uh, Pharaoh warned him dead. And the Lord finally told him, I've taken care of Pharaoh. They're all dead that wanted to kill you. I'm not a good speaker. I never have been. Watch this. And not even now, after you spoke to me, I have a speech impediment. No, I got a disability. Look what the Lord says. Who makes mouths? See, we can fall into this trap too. Yeah, but I, one leg shorter than the other, my back, my disc, my head, my ears, my eyes, whatever. You get back, get out of evolution. Quit listening to that stuff millions and millions of years. Go back to the timetable. God created everything. He created your body. I mean, really, the truth of it is the evolutionists have caught up, except for the ones that just mouth off that don't know. They already know that everything, nothing evolved. They just say, well, okay, yeah, okay. It, it, they just still say it's billions of years, you know. But they have had to agree that it appears everything's been like it was since the beginning. Yeah, it was. It absolutely is. Trees, bushes, everything. And remember all the fossils. This is, so, this is such an amazing fact. Out of all the fossils, you talk about dinosaurs and stuff like that. Out of all the fossils, it's 96%. Are marine, but see, they're not going to tell you it's marine because they're going to think there was probably a flood. <laughs> there was a flood. Four percent of them are plants. One percent, and it's actually less than that. It's like a tenth of a percent are mammals and stuff. A tenth of a percent of all fossils 
Anyway, here, back to this. Okay, I'm not a good speaker. Who makes mouths? Isn't it the Lord? Uh, uh, who makes a man so that he can speak or not speak or see or not see or hear and not hear? Now, go ahead, do as I tell you, and I'll help you. You know, and then, of course, Moses, oh, send somebody else. Well, the Lord got angry with him and said, okay, well, we'll use your brother, but you're still going to be there. All right, let's skip ahead. Well, anyway, boy, I tell you what, that's chapter four. Man, they got out of there. They were gone. They got, they, they, the, the Israelites were out from under Egypt, from under Egypt and Pharaoh by the 15th chapter. 15th chapter, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. Let's keep going. This is a great, they're, they're just having a hootenanny here. How wonderful, how wonderful, how wonderful, how wonderful. Look down here toward the end of this 15th chapter. Let's see. Oh. Uh, the water was bitter at this place. Moses pleaded with the Lord. The water became sweet. Remember that? Okay. It was at Merah. This is Exodus 15, verse 25. It was there at Merah that the Lord laid before them the following conditions to test their commitment to him. If you'll listen to the voice of the Lord your God and obey it, do what's right. I'll not, look at that. I'll not make you suffer the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord. Look at that. Who heals you. He didn't say who did heal you. He said who heals you. And notice this is all future. Say, well, Rich, that's the trouble. We can't, we can't. No, that's, he wasn't talking about a total never make a mistake. Remember, there was a daily sacrifice. You'd read, you're always going to have mistakes. What he was talking about was they were wanting to go back to Egypt. I was, make us an idol. Make us a cow. I watched a movie the other day. It was actually the Three Stooges. It was the one where they were in Pharaoh's palace or whatever. And they go by a big ox. And I remember when this big, big, big guy go by, before he went by the, before he went, and Shemp or Larry or Moe was inside that ox. And, and they asked the ox, they said, which way did they go? And the ox says, he went that way. <laughs> and that's because that's what they worship. They worship these stupid cows. And that's what God was making reference to. Uh, jump ahead a little more. History, history, history. They're on the way to Mount Sinai. And uh, let's see, 21. I think it is 21. Uh, oh, 23. Let's come to me. I'm trying to save some time here. All right, 23. Oh, and it's so funny. If you go back and look at Mount Sinai, Moses went up on the mountain about six times. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Remember one time, the reason they made him a cow at this point was because Moses was up there for 40 days. They thought, we don't know what's happened to this guy. But during the midst of all this, there is a, uh, there's, it's real short. A list of things that he wanted them to do, which was basically their constitution. Okay, anyway. In the 23rd chapter of Exodus here, part of this constitution, shall we say here, Oh, look at this. He says there's going to be three in chapter, this is Exodus 23, verse 14. There's three annual religious pilgrimages you must make. First is the pilgrimage of, look at the unleavened bread, or you, shall, or you could say the Passover. Seven days you're not to eat bread with yeast, as I commanded you before. This is a celebration, an annual event, a regular time in March, the month. Notice this, that you left Egypt. It was a reminder. It's a reminder they got out. All right, then there's one, uh, the harvest one. You must bring your first crops. And then the, uh, the final one is the pilgrimage. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me skip down a little bit. Yeah, here we go. Verse 20. See, I'm sending an angel before you to lead you safely into the land. Of course, he quits using angels now. They're not. Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. No. The book of Acts, there's angels everywhere. Angels get them out of prison. Angels this, angels that. Standing everywhere. See, I'm sending an angel before you to lead you safely to the land I've prepared for you. See, that could be a concern. You know, well, I know God's given me this land, but how am I going to get there? There's snakes out there. There's bad guys. He's going to get you there safely. See, we're the ones that bring in all this unbelief. Peter was walking on the water, and then he stepped into unbelief. How can I do this? It's pretty dangerous out here. And he started to sink. Anyway, reverence him. Obey all of instructions. Don't rebel against him. He won't pardon your transgressions. Remember, he's not God. He's an angel. He's my representative, bears my name. But if you're careful to obey him, follow all his instructions, that I'll be an enemy to your enemy. For my angel shall go before you, bring you into the land of the, you know, we'll just say, you know, all these Choctaw, Chickasaw, whatever. It's just people, groups of people. Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites. Basically, all these people worship devils. They worshiped idols. They threw their kids to the fire. Anyway, verse 24, don't worship their gods, Okay. Don't start throwing your kids to the fire. That's what was happening in the latter days of all those kings of Israel. Verse 25, you'll serve the Lord your God. Look at this. Look at this. Then I will bless you with food and water. Got to have that. That's the basics. The ba Look what's the basics. And I will take away sickness from among you. Look how strong this is. 
Oh, there's not even going to be any miscarriages. <laughs> but see, I, even I, I can just choke on this. Well, that's, that's, not, that's not today. Where'd you go, Richard? Yeah, but we got doctors today. See, see how you walk away from this? You got to not do that. Remember, we don't do this in front of people. You do this before the Lord. You tell him you don't believe that. It's not a matter of what I say. And there's where your faith is. You tell the Lord that, Lord, I believe you. And you watch what happens in your life. Look at that. Look at this. And notice this is everywhere throughout your land. And you will live out the full quota of the days of your life. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's skip ahead a little bit. Uh, let's go to, in, uh, let's go to, I'll just take the next, next book. Let's see, that was, uh, well, Leviticus, let's go to Numbers. Oh, mm, let me get to it here. I think it's chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. Oh, let's see. Okay. Look at that. I just love this story. Look at this. Now remember who these people are. Miriam is who? That's Moses' sister. Who's Aaron? Aaron is Moses' brother. They were the three kids. A lot of people you know, probably your friends, you had somebody who had three kids. There were three kids you played with all the time. All right, here we go. Miriam and Aaron were criticizing Moses because his wife was probably a black woman. Cushite woman. Doesn't matter. Wouldn't have to be black. Could just be, she was, look at that, it's not a Jew, a Cushite. And if you remember the book of Exodus, he ran off to the land of Midian and he married, uh, he married, what was her name? Zipporah. What a name. Zip. Okay. So anyway, and they started saying, has the Lord only spoken through Moses? He's spoken through us. Oh, the Lord heard him. Golly. Immediately he summoned Moses and Aaron and Miriam to the tabernacle. Remember, that's that little tent structure thing that they had built. Okay. The Lord said do. And now they're standing before him. Uh, so now Moses was the humblest man on earth. Then the Lord descended in the cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Ah, this is just fake. No, remember the Bible assumes we believe this because this is history. Let's just get it for what it is. Look at this. It is history. Now, if you can't believe this, how are you going to believe Jesus was raised from the dead? And how do we believe even Jesus was even here? See, we could walk away from the Bible at this time. There's so many things. Donkey talk. Ha <laughs> ha. What'd you do, miss the snake? Snake talked in chapter 3. See, they were told to say that stuff. Professors tell students this, and they don't even mention the snake because they don't know the story. See, they're just laughing about it. God makes mouth. God can make that donkey talk, you know. Anyway, then the Lord descended in the cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam stepped forward. He commanded, uh-oh. <laughs> and they did. The Lord said, even with a prophet, I would communicate with visions and dreams. But what is it? Not, no, but that is not how I communicate with my servant Moses. Wow. He's completely at home in my house. Remember, you're Moses. You and I, behold, I stand at the door and knock. It's like, oh, God, I forgot to let the Lord in. Yeah. Anyway, he's at complete, he's is completely at home in my house. With him, I speak face to face. And he shall see the very form of God. Why then were you afraid to criticize him? Now watch what happens. Oh, no. The anger of the Lord burned hot against them and departed. And as the cloud moved from the tabernacle, Miriam, that's the sister, suddenly became white with leprosy. <gasps> now what? look at what happens. Don't add anything. Number one, Aaron. When Aaron saw what happened, what did he do? He didn't say, oh, we deserve it. Oh, God, it's over with. It's over with. Oh, my God. No. Look what he says. He cried out to Moses. Remember, because Moses and the Lord can be face to face. Oh, sir, do not punish us. It's too late. No, it's not too late. God. So if you feel like you're coming down with something bad, cancer, whatever, stay with this. Remember, it's between you and the Lord. Nobody else. And this is what I'd be telling the Lord. Oh, sir, don't punish us with this sin. Now, come on, you deserve it. Well, yeah, they did deserve it. So many good things you can see here. We were fools to do such a thing. Now, that's repentance. Look at this. Don't let her. That's too late. It's too late. No. Remember, now who is he? He's actually, remember, he's high priest, isn't he? He knows God. So he says, don't let her be as one dead whose body is half rotten the way at birth. 
And another thing you can throw in here, well, who, well, my sister deserved that. I remember she told daddy that I did something when I didn't do it. You know, <laughs> you know all kind of things you could see here. Don't let her be as one dead. Now watch what the brother says. Well, there it is. Look at that. Look what brother Moses says. Heal her, oh God, I beg you. Let me switch this to the King James. I like it in the King James even better. That's verse 13. Look what, the, look what he says. Moses cried out, heal her, oh God, I beg you. You know, oh, I was going to say that same thing. Excuse me. <laughs> here we go. Well, King James, here it is. Look what he says. Uh, and Moses cried out, look at that. Saying, heal her now, I beseech you. Wow. Well, when you get around to it, if you're having a good day. No, Moses said now. Now. I mean, come on. You go to the doctor. Has the doctor got enough sense? Hey, look. Uh, uh, and the, whatever the nurses are there. Well, we can give you your medicine today, but we're thinking we want you to decide. Do you want to take that medicine today? Or we really believe you ought to wait a couple of weeks. What if it's a child? He's screaming. He's crying. Get the medication to him now. But yeah, we'll tell God. Oh, it's up to you whenever. Oh, please. Remember, God will let you have whatever, you're, if, whatever you think you believe about him wrong. Just, hey, go ahead. All right, anyway. He said, heal her now. Uh, let's see. We're back at the living Bible. And the Lord said to Moses, well, if her father had but spit in her face, she would be defiled seven days. Hey, I'll take the seven days. <laughs> Notice this, but hey, she's going to be all right. Let her be banished from the camp. Look at that. For seven days. Remember, you can't come back unless you're over that mess. And after that, she can come back. Wow. So there you go. Marion was excluded from the camp for seven days, and the people waited until she was brought back, and there they go. They got out. What's all that about? Let's see what else we can see here. That's numbers. Let's hit Deuteronomy. Remember, Deuteronomy is a speech. It's a speech. Moses comes in here and says, look, if, look, if you'll serve the Lord, look at this, blessing, 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 blessing. Isn't that right? Uh, when you go out, you go out, la da 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 But I'm going to point out uh, if you don't. Look what happens if you don't. Okay. Uh, let's see. If you don't. All these curses. Look what's underneath the curses. See that curse your crops, curse this, curse that. Oh, God. You're going to be, look at it, heal sin. Look at that. Tuberculosis, fever, infection, plague, and war. Blight will crop, uh, 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 he'll blight your crops, covering them with mildew. Oh, good grief. Uh, let's see what else we see here. Bunch of, bunch of, t look at that. Boils, tumors, scurvy, itch. Look at that. You ever thought, I'll never get over this? Look what he says. There's no remedy. But see, that's not us. I'm going to show you. Uh, 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 anyway, let's keep going. Madness, blindness, fear, panic. Good grief. This is not any good. I know. Yeah. Oh, you'll marry a woman, but guess what? She's going to run off with somebody. You know, look at that. All this kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. Your sons and daughters are going to be slaves. Good grief. Terrible. Your crops be ruined. Look at that tragedy. Look at you. Have boils from head to foot. Man, gee. Let's see what else we see here. Oh, uh, let's see. You'll be the tail, not the head. Remember? Remember? They'll be the head. You're going to be the tail. All these curses will get on you. You know, oh my God, that's terrible stuff. Uh, da, 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 da. Your, your grain, it's all going to go to waste. Let's see. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, look at that. There it is. He'll bring all the diseases of Egypt that you feared. They'll be, uh, and they shall plague the land. And that's not all. The Lord, will, look at that. Look at that. Every sickness and plague there is, even those mentioned in this book, even those that aren't mentioned, that covered it all until you're destroyed. But now what's interesting, see, that's what's called the curse of the law. And you go over here to a little book over here. Oh, where is that? Oh, oh. there we go. Going vertical here. Galatians uh, 3.13. Look at 13. But Christ has brought us out from the doom. Let's get to this King James a second. It points it out. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That was the curse. We just read it. You have to know, I wonder if sickness is in this curse. <laughs> it's all over it. Man. All right. So, back to this. So, well then, what's the deal about healing? Well, the deal about healing is, like I say, he told Moses, who makes mouths? Let's go to, let's go to, let me look for this a second. First Kings. Actually, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll do a second Kings real quick. So, we we'll keep moving. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite 
unbelievable stories about healing. The king of Syria. Now think of Syria. That's not a Jew. This guy, he, what's he doing? But it doesn't matter. Nebuchadnezzar's the same way. If you come to God, watch that. Here we go. King of Syria had admiration, no, had uh, high admiration for Naaman. Naaman, the commander in chief of his army. So here's Patton, okay? Patton for the Assyrians, okay? He had led his troops to many glorious victories. So he was a great hero, but he was a leper. Skin cancer, whatever. I mean, come on. Everything. And, and a lot of times we Baptists, Methodists, whoever we are, we think, well, I just need to be thankful. I have a problem with my hip, but my kids are graduated college and everybody's doing good. Take care of the hip. The Lord will help you. We, we just sign the package and say, there's no hope, you know, and it's okay. I don't want to bother the Lord. Yes, bother the Lord. Here we go. Let's keep reading. Bands of Syrians had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a little girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. A slave? Yeah. But I'll tell you something. That don't happen unless mama and papa are worshiping idols. That's what happened. Israel lost everything, throwing their kids to the fire. This little girl had a chance. But that little girl also heard some bedtime stories. She knew some facts about the God of Israel. So let's get this right. We're in Syria. Naaman's wife, she has a slave girl. I don't know how old she is, teenager or whatever. Who knows? One day, the little girl said to her mistress, in other words, her boss, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. Now, wait a minute. Something happened in here. This girl had a vision. The Lord spoke to her. No, he didn't. You're not going to need a vision or a Lord. Just read your Bible. Read your Bible and find out. Wait a minute. Where is the God of the Bible? And that's a guy named Elijah said that one time. He took the rod of Elijah, smote the Jordan River and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And the Jordan River split. Oh, Richard, please. Come on back to the resurrection. Do you believe the resurrection? Yes. Well, what's wrong with the Jordan splitting? What's wrong with God healing you? I mean, Jesus didn't swoon. He was graveyard dead. And we believe he rose from the grave. See, I'll tell you what the trouble is. It's just unbelief. We have, to, we have to say, look, Jesus loves me enough to do what he did right here. So here's what happened. The little girl said, oh, I wish my master you know, would go. She must have loved him. Look at that. He would heal him of his leprosy. Now, how would she know that? She had been to Sunday school somehow, some way. Naaman told the king what the little girl had said. Now, guess who's believing now? Naaman, remember, he's patting. He thought, hey, she knows something. And Naaman must have heard some stories anyway. Go visit the prophet, the king told him. I'll send a letter of introduction. You know, it's official. So that's reading this wasn't like old-timey. Everybody, man... There were nations. Here, look at this. They had 20,000 in silver, 60 in gold, 10 suits of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel. Uh, this, uh, the man bringing this letter is my servant Naaman. Now remember the king of Israel, he's already conquered by Syria. Anyway, the king of Israel read it. He tore his clothes. It means he got mad. And, you know, he, this man sends me a leper to heal. Look at this. Am I God? He had that right, didn't he? Am I God? That I can kill and give life. He's trying to get an excuse to invade us again. But when Elisha, there he is. He's the one that smoked the Jordan River with that staff. When he heard about the kings of Israel's plight, must have saw it on CNN or something, he sent a message. Hey, why are you so upset? Send that guy to me. Now, why are you going to send? He's going to send him there and say, hey, look, it's not the Lord's will. Are you kidding do you see, the, remember the Lord's behind all that. The Lord is going to meet this guy where he asked him for help. And the Lord will help you too. I hate being sick in my stomach, but I'm so thankful I know about the Bible. When I have the, if that, if that comes on me or whatever, I'm just so thankful I know when I call, I got help. Anyway, so Naaman arrived with the horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's home. Elisha sent a, a message out to him and said, hey, go jump in the Jordan seven times. <laughs> And he would be healed of every trace of his leprosy. Now, why didn't the, the prophet Elisha say, Now look, I don't like your lifestyle. I don't like this. And uh, and matter of fact, I'll jump ahead a little bit because Naaman, he didn't go to the Lord's house. He had a 
Another God he dealt with. But anyway, notice this. Naaman got angry and he walked away. Why do you get mad? Look, he said, I thought at least he would come out and go, and talk to me and expect, and I expect him to wave his hand over me, you know, like the magicians do in my hometown. And he just says, go jump in the Jordan. What? He was going to wave his hand over the leper, call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. And he says, aren't, aren't the Tennessee and, you know, whatever, the Cahaba River better, you know, and the, the Abana River and the Far Far River, Damascus, better than the rivers of Israel put together? If it's rivers I need, I'll wash it home and get rid of my leper. Boy, look at that. He went away in a rage. Wow. Look at this. Now, the, the Lord's involved here. His officers are saying, hey, buddy, look, I mean, your skin looks hideous. Why don't you give it a shot? His officers tried to reason with him and said, hey, if the prophet told you to do some great thing, you brought all this money and clothes, that's what you're planning on, wouldn't you have done it? Shouldn't you certainly obey him when he says, go wash and be cured? So, Nate, look at this. The blessing of the Lord's still there. Naaman had an attitude problem. It's over with. You're not going to earn this. Only way you're going to get healing is just asking. Naaman went down to the Jordan, dipped himself in seven times. We're counting, sir, two more times. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, he was doing it, wasn't he? And boy, uh, and his flesh came as healthy as a child, little child's, and he was healed. Now, remember what's behind this. Would it work for you? Yeah. What, jump in the Jordan? No. Just know that you could get it. It's yours. Then he and his entire party went back to find the prophet. They stood humbly before him. Now, I mean, Naaman is, Naaman's beside himself. Look what he says. I know at last there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Now, that's where our churches are fixing to just jump off. and take. But now, we don't, don't wait on them. This is ours now. Because this, this silly stuff about this virus, in the light of this, is ridiculous. Well, Richard, are you saying? I'm not saying. The Lord's saying. It's all up to us. You can see how many people will, I believe. I don't believe. I believe for 10 seconds. I don't believe right now because I start, I start to hurt a little bit. <sighs> this is between you and Jesus. Anyway, but Elijah replied, I swear by Jehovah my God that I will not accept him. Now, he was trying to give him some money. Well, hey, I'm going to give you some money. No, look at that. Elijah's like, nope, you're going to owe the Lord. You're not going to owe me. Naaman urged him, take him, but he refused. Now look at this. I love this because we all feel like we don't deserve healing. Look at this. Well, Naaman said, all right. But please give me two mule loads of earth to take back with me. What? He wants a little, you know, dirt. Why? For from now on, I will never again offer any burnt offering or sacrifices to any other God except the Lord. Now look at this next verse. However, may the Lord pardon me for this one thing. Because remember, he's patent. He has to work for the president. Okay. When my master, the king, goes into the temple of the god of fake god, Rimon, to worship there and leans on my arm, may the Lord pardon me when I bow there. And the prophet's going to say, don't worry about it. Praise God. Golly. Look at Elijah says, all right. Wow. Naaman went on home. Okay. What am I going to do with that story? Uh, let's go to 2 Kings I believe it's chapter 1. It starts out right here. Yeah, look at that. I knew it was. Praise the Lord. Did you get this in preacher school? No, I got it from reading the Bible. Read it so many times, I know where these things are. And I keep reading. Because if you don't keep reading, you'll start forgetting, or you'll start adding to, and you'll think this stuff, this don't work. After King Ahab, remember him? Okay. Uh, Ahab's death, the nation of Moab declared independence and refused to pay tribute to Israel any longer. Remember, Israel is split. There's Judah, which has Jerusalem, and then there's this group down here, Israel, and Israel's worshiping a cow, okay? This guy is worshiping a cow. Ahaziah, he had fallen off the upstairs porch of his palace at Samaria and was seriously injured. Richard, I did not know there were so many accidents and stuff and people went to, yeah, that's why we want to read the Bible. Look at this. He sent messengers to the god of what? Baal-zebub at Ekron to ask whether he would recover. Now, they weren't really saying, will he recover? He wanted healing. That's what they mean by that. Because they're going to ask the same thing from the prophet in a minute. 
All right, here we go. But the angel of the Lord told Elijah, now he was before Elisha, go meet the messengers. Now, what's interesting here was this guy's hurting and ailing, and God already knows it. God already knows you're sick. And God wanted to point out to him, what are you going to these devils for? Go meet with the messengers and ask them, is it true? Look at look what he said. That there is no God in Israel? That's basically where we are today in the Bible Belt. Is there no God at First Baptist Church to help take care of the coronavirus? Or any church? We got ourselves into this mess. I've heard it since I was 16 years old. 17. Got ridiculed for all this. Richard, that's why they got doctors. That's why we got nurses. Don't you know it's called St. Jude? <laughs> but nobody's acting like it. And those doctors aren't going to church. A lot of them aren't. And that puts us in the Bible Belt thing. We like to say, my doctor's Dr. Bill so-and-so. He's a Christian. Why'd you have to say that? I thought you were saying... The doctors were, you know, they were all sent from the Lord because the Lord doesn't do this anymore. All right, back to this. All right. Okay, so go meet with him. Now, this is the real prophet. And God tells him what to say. And you go tell him. It says, uh, let's see. Go, is, it, is it true that there's no God in Israel? That's what he's saying. Hey, what's the matter with you? Why are you going to this guy to ask whether the king will get well? Because the king of Ahaz has done this, the Lord says, that he'll never leave his bed he's lying on. He'll surely die. Look at that. Look what he did. So who do you go to? You go to the Lord. You go to the Lord. Wow. Bunch of other stories in there too. But let's go, let's click along to, let's go to, uh, let's go to Psalms. Look at, look at 103. Remember, there ain't about 150. So you would have hit this somehow. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord. Uh, anyway, bless, his holy, bless the holy name of the Lord with all my heart. Yes, I'll bless the Lord and forget not the glorious things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. Look at that. He heals me. Let's put this in the King James where we usually sing it, whatever. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103, one. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. In other words, this is you talking to him, not showing everybody else. And forget not. Look at they call it a benefit. Look at this. Who forgives all my mistakes? Who heals all my diseases? God, that's so hard to swallow. Well, it's hard to swallow if you believe he wants to make you sick all the time. And that ain't the end of it. He keeps going and going and going. He renews your youth like the eagle. Oh my God. It's just on and on and on. Uh, let, and I, Psalm 4. Uh, let's go. Let's uh, go faster. Let's see. Psalms. Psalm. Oh, growing away. Here we go. Psalm. Let's look at four just a second. Uh, not four. Hang on. Five. Yeah, five. Let's go five. Oh. Hang on a second. Five, six. All right, six then. I've got to brush up on that myself. Look at this. Oh, Lord, uh, that's King James. Let's see. Rebuke me not in your anger. Don't chase me in your hot displeasure. Well, hey, maybe you deserve it. Look at this. Psalm 6. How long would it take you to get that? The previous Psalms weren't, but five verses long. Six, seven. Maybe chapter, chapter 2 was 18. No, Lord, don't punish me in the heat of your anger. No, wait. Well, how can you tell? Remember, this is between you and the Lord. There was a jerk one time that Jesus told a story about. Remember the guy that forgave him millions of dollars? He begged the Lord, please forgive him. What did the Lord? He forgave him. But then that clown went out and wouldn't do this. He wouldn't forgive people that had lesser things. Yes, you can do this. Aaron was doing this. Look at this. No, Lord, don't punish me in the heat of your anger. Pity me. Pity me. Oh, Lord, for I'm weak. Look at that. Heal me for my body is sick. And I'm upset and disturbed. My mind's filled with apprehension and gloom. Oh, restore me soon. Look at that. Well, if you get around to it, you know. No. Between you and the Lord, just say, no, look, look at the bargaining here. Come, Lord. I mean, come on, you ought to act like a kid. Well, Dad, look, I promise. If you'll increase my allowance, you know, I'll do. <laughs> I mean, come on, bargain. Oh, Lord, make me well. And your kindness, save me. 
He's not talking about going to heaven. He's saying, look, hold off heaven. I want to stay down here a while longer. I'm worn out with pain. Every night my pillow's wet with tears. My eyes are growing old and dim and grief because of my enemies. Now look at this. Go, leave me, you men of evil deeds, for the Lord has heard my weeping and my pleading. He will answer all my prayers. All my enemies will suddenly be dishonored, terror-stricken. Whoa, look at that. And disgraced. God will turn them back in shame. Wow. Yeah. Now let's, let's hit a piece of what uh, uh, Laura was talking about the other day. Look at this, Psalm 91. This is not for just, you know, it's for whoever gets in there and finds out it's theirs. It's for all of us. Remember, 150 of these Psalms, my, the Baptist hymn over there, what is 400? I mean, I kid in church. to sat there in church play with these things. There's 400-something in this thing. Yeah, 500, 554, something like that. We live in the shadow of the Almighty, sheltered by the God who is above all gods. This I declare, He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, I'm trusting in Him. For He rescues you from every trap and protects you, look at that, from the, you could say the coronavirus, the fatal plague. Colds, sores, whatever, bug bites, whatever. Look at that, He will shield you with His wings. They will shelter you. Your promises, his faithful promises, look at that, are his armor. You don't need to be afraid of the dark anymore. Really, I, I, mm. don't, look at that, don't dread the plagues. Disasters in the morning. Yeah, but Richard, I mean, see, here's your argument. Yeah, but look at that. Though a thousand fall to the side and then <laughs> 10,000, woo. I'll see how the wicked are punished, but I'm not going to share it. Jehovah is my refuge. I choose the God above all gods to shelter me. Man. The devil quoted this to Jesus. He told him, hey, jump off of the, jump off of the building here. Look at this. You can safely meet a lion or you could say you could safely meet a disease. Poisonous snake. The Lord said, look at this. The Lord says, because he loves me, I'll rescue him. I'll make him great because he trusts in my name. When he calls on me, I'll answer I'll be with him tro in trouble and rescue him in honor. Look at that in full life right there. You're going to live out the number of your days. Oh. Let's do... Where's Isaiah? Isaiah. Okay, here we go. Isaiah 16. Let me find this. Oh, Isaiah 16. That's too far. 15... 14, da, 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 da. Uh, 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 Well, give me a second here. There it is. Look at that. Okay. Isaiah 36. Oh. And Isaiah 36. Hezekiah is reigning here. Okay, let's see what happens here. Good old Hezekiah is going to have a little trouble here. Let's see what happens here. Oh, okay. Okay, Hezekiah is told that he's going to be attacked, but he says, don't worry about it. You're going to be all right. All right. So let's get a little further down here. What happens next? Oh, da, 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 hang on a second. This is also in the book of Second uh, Kings or Second Chronicles as well. Here we go. There it was. I was trying to. I was way too far. Thirty-eight. This is Isaiah. Notice this is history right here. It's not hey, thou shalt lose the, the city of Jerusalem and all doom, but no. Look at this piece of history. It was just before all this that Hezekiah became, look at the word, deathly sick. In other words, this one's it, lights out. And Isaiah the prophet, look, this, I mean, we think Isaiah's, whoo, he, yeah. Look what he says. Went to visit him, gave him this message, look at this, from the Lord. Well, you can't change that. Well, you already know the story, he is. Set your affairs in order, for you're going to die. You will not recover from this illness. Wait a minute. Richard, why are you talking about this one? Well, look what happened. When Hezekiah heard this, 
And this is what you should do. Okay. He turned his face to the wall. No, he, he went around and he got somebody to do his praying for him. Oh, please. That's what we do. Pray for sister so-and-so. Pray for so-and-so. I'm going to get a new pastor. Last time I prayed, I got worse. You wouldn't believe the stuff we do. And we blame it on people. Tell everybody down there at church in the morning to pray for me. because I Listen, we're all trying. We will pray. We'll try. But don't, man, God is with you. Oh, it's like the woman with, remember, she was bleeding for however many years, you know. She went in by herself and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. It's between you and Jesus. Don't let anybody else in on it. You know, gee. Anyway, Hezekiah, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed. We even have his words. Oh, Lord, don't you remember how true up? Now, come on, haven't you at least tried to serve the Lord? Even if not, you could say, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've always tried to obey you in everything. Then he broke down with great sobs. Now, we saw David say, he has seen my tears and he will answer me. <laughs> yeah. So the Lord said another, oh, wait a minute. He changed. The Lord sent another message to Isaiah. Now I think the, the book of Kings said before, before Isaiah could even get out of the driveway. Go and tell Hezekiah that the Lord God of your forefather David hears you pray, sees your tears. Look at that. And I'll let you live 15 more years. Praise God. That never happened. <laughs> yes, it did too. And even Hezekiah later acted like a jerk. He got big-headed, but still God healed him right here. Okay, wow. Let's jump over real quick. Just jump real fast. Here we go. Book of Matthew. Mm, Matthew 2. Let's go Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Okay, while they were living in Nazareth, this is Jesus. Remember, Jesus is God. Look what he's doing. John the Baptist began preaching. Okay, his theme was, Turn from your sins, turn to God, the kingdom of heaven is coming. Isaiah, the one we just read about, you know, he talked about John's ministry centuries before. Okay, there was a shout. La, da, da, da. Okay, let's see Jesus show up. All right, so here goes. Jesus went from Galilee to Jordan. He, baptized, he was baptized by John. And John said, hey, I, you, need to, you need to baptize me. Anyway, all right, so uh, uh, we got that story. Let's see, 40 days and nights. Okay, this is Satan in the wilderness. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Verse 12. Matthew 4, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea, returned home to Nazareth in Galilee, but he was moved, he, but soon he moved to Capernaum beside the lake of Galilee, close to Zebulun and Naphtali. Okay, look at the history. This fulfilled Isaiah. Okay, uh, let's see. The people there saw a great light. Ha, da, 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 da. Okay, let's see. All right, then he picks up Simon and Peter. Okay, here we go. Watch what happens here. Simon and Peter, then James and John. Oh, look at there. We go. 23. Jesus traveled all through Galilee, teaching in the Jewish synagogues, everywhere preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. And look at that. And healed every kind of sickness and disease. Whoa. Now, remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was doing all that in the Old Testament. He's doing it right here. The report, look at this. The report of his miracles spread far beyond the borders of Galilee. So that sick folk were soon coming to be healed from as far away as Syria. Well, that's where Naaman was coming from. And whatever their illness and pain. See, what would this do for you over coffee while you were drinking in the morning or something? Or you're reading before you go to bed? Or if they were possessed by demons? Or if they were insane or paralyzed? Look at that. He healed them all. Well, no wonder. Look how the, look how the <laughs> lack of a better word for them. That's how the Lord tricks them. I mean, he gets your attention when you find out. I mean, yeah, we could still serve the devil or whatever, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna have a heart problem later on. Going, I I, I know I got well one time, and I have only put one person to thank, and it had to be Jesus. You know, just in, in your, you know, in your heart, you're gonna know. God, I know who did that. Uh, now I want to show you a useless story here, and let's see if it's so useless. Now this is happening all over the place. Matthew 15. Look what happened here. Let's pick up where I want to show you where he's traveling somewhere. There it is, 21. Jesus left. Let's see what the story is. He left that part of the country. Look what he did. He walked 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon. And you could say he walked 50 miles to call a woman a dog. Mm -hmm. He called her a dog, all right, didn't he? You know the story. Do you know what? After this event, he's going right back. 
So he went 50 miles walking to help someone. Anyway, a woman from Cana, she was not even a Jew, was living there. She pleaded, have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son. She was doing the right thing. My daughter, for my daughter is, has a demon within her and it torments her constantly. Jesus didn't give her a reply, not even a word. His disciples got in on, hey, just tell her to get out of here. Tell her to get going, they said. She's bothering us all this begging. Then he said to the woman, I was sent, look at that, to help the Jews. Now remember what her problem was, her daughter. So Jesus is saying, I am sent to help in this area. But he actually was messing with her by saying, hey, I'm just going to help the Jews. She goes, now, wait a minute, hold on. But she came, remember? I wonder if she knew about Naaman. And worshipped and pled against, sir, help me. And Jesus made that great statement. I don't give the you know, children's bread to the dogs. It doesn't seem right to take bread from the children and throw it to the dogs, he said. Notice that you could say that right there. The Lord said, well, it's not my will. Well, remember Isaiah told Hezekiah, hey, it's over. It's over with. You're going to die. And the Lord changed, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, she replied, oh, yeah, it is. For even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs. Look what Jesus said next. Woman, your faith is large. Now see, Jesus taught in, chapter, in Luke, don't give up. Keep praying until the answer comes. Don't give up. Your faith is large. Look at this. And your request is granted. And her daughter was healed right then. Get the next verse. Jesus now headed back. I caught that. Did you catch it? He went 50 miles to help some woman. Wasn't even a Jew. Wow. Okay. He called his 12. Look at that. I don't know how we Baptists missed this. I do. Uh, we, we were so proud as Baptists to have deacons. Why didn't we have deacon training right here? That would have been great. But the truth of it is, we're all called disciples. Say, but Richard, this is special. I've heard all this. Don't go there because he's fixing the, he gave not only the 12, but he gave the 70. And then when you go in the book of Acts, he gave it all of it. Everybody was. And then Jesus in Mark chapter 16, every believer has this power. We got to stop, but watch this. He called his 12 disciples, gave them authority. Notice they didn't earn it. He gave it to them. And you got this power too. It don't look like it. You don't feel it. Just pray for somebody. Pray for yourself. Practice on you. Practice on your dog, your cat, whatever. I call it practice because it's unbelief. It's our own unbelief that's holding this stuff up. Just tell the Lord, look, I'm tired of spending $300 every time I go to the, the vet. And the vet's making my dog sick every time. Whatever. Richard, I believe in the vet. Well, I know. Go to the vet. Fine. Okay. Anyway, gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal, look at that, every kind of sickness and disease. See, somebody, well, I don't have a sickness, it's a disease. Oh, don't play that game. Come on. We already saw a scripture that says it didn't even matter if it was in the Bible or not. It's coming on you, and we're redeemed from it. Look what he says. That was the list of all the 12. He said, hey, don't go to the Gentiles. Hey, it's like we just saw there. Don't even go to the Samaritans, but only the people of Israel. God's lost. Look what he says. Go announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. Look at verse 8. This stuff is what I thought. Okay, Jesus, I know now why you call me to preach. I'm glad I saw this. I had people telling me, Richard, well, you just don't do... Well, why do we believe the Bible if you're going to tell me, you just don't do this part of it? It was this part of the Bible and telling me that Jesus was real and would be with me at night and whatever that you were telling me at the Baptist church. I believed you. And now you're telling me, don't believe this part? Come on. They were just afraid it wasn't going to work. And that's what? Unbelief. Look at that. Heal these sick. Wait, Lord, I got a brilliant question. How do I tell which ones you want me to heal? He wants you to heal all of them. Look at the next one. I just Raise the dead. Cure the lepers. Cast out demons. Look at this. Give as freely as you have received, which means, see, because I, I noticed in my own life when you would get sore throat, get sick, whatever, or even bad things happen to you, you're like, well, maybe the Lord wants me to help others get healed, but I'm going to be. No, freely received. You have the same help too. Okay, so uh, let me go real quickly. We're running out of time, taking too much time. Let's go to the book of Luke. I want to show you the same story here. 
It's in Luke 9. Just, just want you to see it. Luke 9. He called his 12. There it is. Gave him power to heal all diseases. Okay. Uh, he sent them out. Tell everyone of the coming of the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. Wow. Okay. Look at, th- look at 10. Now that's 12. Look at 10. Now he chose 70 others. Sent them out. Wonder if they got any different uh, instructions. Nope. Same ones. What did he say? Plead with the Lord. This is Luke 10. Send laborers out. Okay. La da da da. Look at this. Wherever you go, give it your blessing. Okay. Let's see. Don't shift around. Eat. Uh, eat whatever is set before you. If I, look at it. Look at look. Oh my gosh. Look at this. If a town welcomes you, follow these two rules. Eat whatever is set before you. Look at that. Heal the sick. And as you heal them. Tell them the kingdom of God is right there. Praise God. Look at Mark's gospel, the very last chapter, Mark 16, 17. And those who believe, this is the reason we're called believers. It's not just, well, I believe in the resurrection. It's that, you believe in that healing stuff? Yeah, I'm a believer. Okay. Those who believe shall use my authority to cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink any poisonous thing, it won't hurt them. Now, Richard, you lost me on that. That's what it says. And they'll be, they'll be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. Good grief. Let me put that in the King James. We've heard it better over here sometimes. Look at this. These signs, it's a sign. It is going to follow them that believe. <gasps> Last thing I like to look at there is they'll lay hands on sick and shall recover. The book of Acts is covered with it. I, I, I do want to show you this is the book of Acts here. i got two more places I'd like to say. Acts chapter oh, 28, the very last chapter. They're on the, they had a shipwreck, 276 people, but they all survived. Paul's gathering sticks here in verse 3. He gets bit by a very poisonous snake. Okay, look at that. Uh, they said, well, he's a murderer. Although he escaped the sea, vengeance is not going to suffer him to live. Let's put this back in the Living Bible here. Verse uh Verse five, but anyway, uh, he shook the fire, uh, shook the snake off. It didn't didn't bother him, you know. Then they just said, "Well, he's a god." Okay. After that, look at this. Why is this in there? It's taking up too much time, too much space. Well, wait a minute. That's because it's the gospel. Uh, they went to. They found out the guy that was president of the island, the governor, was Publius. He welcomed us, fed us three days. Oh my God! Here we go with this healing stuff again. Yeah, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in. Look what he did. He did what the Bible said to lay your hands on him and he healed him. Oh my gosh. Don't tell me verse nine. Yeah. Look at that. Now remember, this is probably 15 years after Jesus has gone to heaven. Then all the other sick people in the island came and were cured. Oh my gosh. Can that be so? Yeah. All right. We've got to stop another. So many great ones in the book of Acts, but let's go all the way toward the end of the Bible. James, James five. I used, to think, I used to think this was just super secret. Nobody knew that. Well, it's super secret because we're not reading it. No, we are. Look at that. Is any sick? I mean sick spiritually. <laughs> you know, we tried that at the Baptist church. <laughs> That's the reason they don't use this as a text. It's the same thing with foot washing. Hey, before we leave today, we're going to wash everybody's feet. We don't do that. We did it at church camp, but, you know. There's a lot of things we don't do. Okay. Is any sick among you? Look at the words. He shall call for the elders of the church. Well, you better have a church that believes this. That's the truth. Look at that. They'll pray over him. They'll anoint him with oil, calling on the Lord to heal him. And if their prayer is offered in faith, I'll heal him, for the Lord will make him well. And look at this. And if his sickness was caused by some sin, the Lord will forgive him. We don't teach this. We think, buddy, uh, I don't know why it didn't work. Probably because, you know, you got, you know, there's dark stuff in your life. Oh, brother, gee. Look, at that ain't even the end of it. Look at 16. Admit your faults to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. <gasps> Let's don't stop. The earnest righteous prayer of a righteous man, look at that, has great power and wonderful results. He's encouraging us that I don't care what it is, you'll get it. And he's actually, context is healing, but he's going to throw the weather in here too. Hey, can't, oh, tornadoes, you're act of God, you're in trouble. Hurricane, Richard, you're in trouble. Oh, please. Elijah was a complete, look at that. And we, we, we've deitized these guys. Oh, Elijah. Look what it says. Elijah was, a, was as completely human as we are. And yet when he prayed, 
earnestly, hey, don't you rain. It didn't rain for three and a half years. Then he prayed again. Boom, the rain came. Praise God. Looks like you can do something about the weather. Right. Yeah, you can do something about sickness too. Ah, well, we're done. We better stop. Father, we thank you for your word today. And if we're not feeling good, oh, Lord, after what we saw right here, you said that to, you, know, you would uh, confirm the word with signs following. You'll take care of us. What's our bodies to you? You'll fix it. You make mouths. You make livers. You make throats. You make eyes. You, uh, you'll take care of us. We know we're, we're going down as believers, Lord. We believe you. You're our healer. And Lord, if it's financial, it's the same thing. You'll take care of us financially. And if it's some problem we got today, big, great, small, whatever it is, oh, get us out. We thank you, you will. That doesn't leave anything left but for us to do what you told us to do. If we get around some folks that are not feeling good, and we can use it as an opportunity to tell them about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. God, I go, I'm, I went, man, I went an hour. I'm sorry about that. Jeez.